Hot Press Podcast presents all the way from the literary and musical town of Listowel in County Kerry, Backstage at Mike the Pies. A podcast presented by Megan O'Donoghue. You're listening to Backstage at Mike the Pies, the podcast with Megan O'Donoghue. So I'm joined with Susan O'Neill, who you'll know as Sun. Welcome to Backstage at Mike the Pies, the podcast. Thank you very much. It's lovely to be here. <laughs> What's it like making the trip down to Kerry? Oh, it's always great. Yeah. It's, it's a different this time. Um, you know, I feel like any second loads of people are going to flood through the yeah. door. As, if only. <laughs> as, as the way it so often is down here. Yeah. Um, but the atmosphere is still gorgeous and friendly. So yeah. It's, yeah, it's nice to be out. So I suppose, what's the story behind you? What story with Sun? Yeah, the music began, uh, I suppose, I was very drawn to it. The very earliest memory of, of me with music is one of those little toy microphones, do you yeah. know, that you can shake. There's like a little spring in there. There is, and there's like a little fake on and off. There are the ones, <laughs> That's ex- and, and, and some kind of wire thing. And uh, I think I was given one of those when I was a kid. My parents were uh, running a, a, a kind of a bar and a restaurant and a golf club, and I would jump up on the table and say, everybody needs to listen because I'm about to sing a song. <laughs> um, so I think I was demanding, and even from, you know. Yeehaw. Yeah. Um, and then as I got a little bit older, they realized, okay, she's loving music and sound. So they put me, thankfully, into the Ennis Brass Band. And um, I started to learn the cornet with them. And I guess that was, that was the start of it, learning the sounds and the feeling of loads of people mm. making noise at the same time. It's great. Yeah. And you are multi-instrumentalist, aren't you? I'm a chancer. <laughs> That's what I am. I, I, I pick up loads of things and I'll uh, happily make noise with them. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't call myself that. I, I just, I just pick up things and and see, see what I can do with it. And whatever sounds good, you stick with. Even if it doesn't, I tend <laughs> to stick with it. <laughs> and what would your influences be? Um, especially, I suppose, when it comes to songwriting. Yeah, there's so many. Um, like I think the work of Leonard Cohen is just amazing, mm-hmm. like mind blowingly next level. Um, you know, Joni Mitchell. All there's there's so many of the the greats that everybody knows of. Um, but I find that my influences tend to actually be the stories that I hear and see around me and. Um, things that happen locally and things that I see online um, I try and draw a lot of the music I listen to is not at all like the music that I would try and reproduce like yeah, or create. Yeah. you know it's um might be very ambient I like to listen to a lot of classical music um, yeah a lot of uh, um, yeah just such a there's a, a very my Spotify liked songs <laughs> I actually qu- can't even remember so many of the names because they are in s- such an array of different languages and I need to spend more time just um, discovering new music all the time because yeah. there's so much out there but um, I think it just comes 
from everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good though as an artist, you know, to be listening to everything as well from even around the world. Do you know, and you can bring that into your own flair yeah. style. Yeah, we're we're so lucky to have that now. Yeah. Like more than ever we can listen to things that we may never have had the chance to yeah. discover before. And would Spotify be your number one to go to? I've I've this love hate thing with Spotify. Um it's not my number one, but I, I, I do use it. Mm. I use it because I'm on it. Um, I put my music on it as well. Um, I, I do pay to it. Uh, but I definitely try to get other music in, through different mediums. And still have a CD player in the car, yeah. so I'm going to rock that until... Until they take it from my hands. <laughs> I have a cassette player at home, it's okay. Yeah, it's great, you know, yeah. and I think that we still use those and um, I I move around too much to have vinyl collection that's the only thing but I'm looking forward to I don't want to look forward to it because that's wishing my time away but you know uh, at some point if I settle down and you know become more rooted mm-hmm. and my life is not as in, uh, contained in boxes and suitcases as it is now right, right now most of my belongings are speakers and cables and you know, clothes make a much smaller percentage of the bulk. So yeah. um, I would like at some point to have a vinyl collection. That yeah. would be cool. Double class. Yeah. Like a whole wall of it. It'd be great. Even. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the whole house. In every room, yeah. So how would you describe your sound then? I mean, you go from kind of Irish folky to like rock to like gospel even. I mean, it's just such an array. Yeah, I, I, I guess... Um, it's really hard to be a person that describes your own thing um, because I, I don't know if I would do it adequately but some of the things you just mentioned there I would be really glad to yeah. be associated with in terms of the genres that I go for I do love gospel music I've sang in um, the gospel choir the really truly joy- joyful gospel choir in Clare and um it, but I love it, like it's all great. And and the thing is, when you go back and continuously go back, it's all kind of interconnected anyway, you know? Um, there's some African music that's so very similar to traditional Irish music, and then there are some gospel sounds that have come from blues, or, or sorry, the other way, you know, and yeah, vice versa. And it's it all just twines. It's, yeah, and, and I, I guess sometimes I just want to scream this guttural roar uh, to express myself and another time I want to tell a story and so I guess the genre is defined by what needs to be expressed exactly put nicely (laughs) so a member of King Kong Company I sang with King Kong for many many gigs yeah Yeah. Yeah. what was that like oh it's great um I started singing with King Kong in 2012 and um, yeah, they just brought me into a whole new world. Yeah, I can imagine. (laughs) It is uh, the coolest thing. I love like every one of them. They have, um, oh gosh, such individual passions and uh, it just meets together in in that collective and comes its own thing which is King Kong Company um, 
But in terms of getting stuff done, but also having the fun, they have the most beautiful bands. Yeah. And um, so with them, you know, being ripped out of this kind of folk kind of scene thing that I was doing and then plotted into the middle of what they were doing, it was yeah, it was amazing. I got, I got to just try on the dark side and scream that a little bit more and mm. uh, headbang. <laughs> <laughs> it was a total different performance even for you. Yeah, yeah, it was. And it was great to embrace that. I, I used to really enjoy the... Um, the challenge that it presented sometimes yeah. in terms of not having a prop like a guitar is a yeah. big thing when it's taken away you're you're left with like hands <laughs> what do i do with these things <laughs> so um did you find that hard starting off with king kong performance absolutely yeah yeah just you behind the mic completely yeah just this thing and then i realized the only answer is to take the mic off the stand and walk around with it so I could just kind of walk around and go, oh, hello, there's Ailey, now how's it going? Yeah, now back over here, oh, yeah, there's Mark. And it's just... almost going back to when you got your first microphone. <laughs> exactly. Like, how's it going, lads? Uh, just walking around the stage because, you know, there's all this space. And um, But they were so great and really embraced the learning as well, you know? Yeah. Um, so if you did a really good gig, they'd always give you that acknowledgement. But uh, anytime there was there was a fair few shite ones as well at the start. And they always just went, no, no, that's cool. You just need to maybe work on here and here. And so it was just ever evolving. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And that's that's just really nice. Just that chance to be elevated with, with friends. Yeah. Yeah. And you were recognized then as a rising star back in 2017. And not only that, but Hot Press named you as Album of the Year for Found Myself Lost. Uh, Congratulations, first of all. But thank you. That's amazing. Well, he got a mention as, as, as one of the very many, many albums uh, that oh, were no, no. noticed Don't that put year. yourself down. But, you know, it, it, it's, it was lovely. That, that album was, um, it was a bizarre thing because I, I was living in Waterford at the time, so I was just... I was gigging every weekend, uh, playing covers to every single bar in Waterford. I think I, I think I played every bar in Waterford um, uh, that that had live music, and scraping together any money that was left over after rent um, to put it into a kitty to try and pay for a band to get up to Dublin and record in the studio. Um, and you know, I mean, it still cost a fortune. Even when the band weren't charging, they were all working for free and learning the songs. Yeah. And um, but I made every mistake <laughs> possible. Um, you know, down to not allocating time for you know what's a master? What what do you mean the songs need to be mixed? They sound great. We just did them, and <laughs> you learn. And then when you're finished the album, initially you're kind of like, that's it now, it's done. Um, but that's only the beginning. So every every bit of that was a, a learning curve. So for Hot Press to, and, and those songs were such, they were all like taken together from different times of my life. So um, to get any bit of recognition for that uh, was, was really good. Yeah. Well deserved recognition too. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and did, what did you find that then like, going performing on your own from pub to pub to transitioning I suppose with a band to the studio? Yeah, that's a big change because they're different completely. Um, I guess 
you just do it so many times that you get so used to it that you know when you are in a studio for the first time you're hearing things back and they don't sound like the way like that's not what it sounds like on a Saturday when I played you know in such and such a place um, different microphones different textures uh, a song that works really fast in a live setting actually needs to be slowed down for a studio or the other way around because it might lose its vibe if it's too slow on a recording and um, you just learn them all by trial and error the amount of recordings that have been thrown in the bin yeah. just you know you, you laboriously give your love and your time and you write this and you think it's amazing and then you play it to some people yeah it's okay and then but it, I think the biggest and most Im important lesson that I've learned is just to not be precious about any of it like it comes it goes a better thing will come you just keep going yeah you'll have the next golden track tomorrow morning exactly <laughs> yeah yeah I'll write the hip tomorrow you know today was the was the warm-up <laughs> this is an angry song about trees it's as angry as it gets That's the disclaimer. Down the trees. All the while. 
with many kind of Irish artists on the Irish music scene you've collaborated with Mick Flannery Sharon Shannon uh, what was that like? Yeah they're all amazing yeah. they're great like um, Sharon I started to play with uh, a couple of years ago and I did so many tours with her but one of the most amazing one was well we went overseas into New Zealand and Australia we did 
some of Europe, Netherlands and, and, and the UK, but we did all of these um, theatres all around Ireland. And um, that was amazing. I didn't know that they, we had so many of these beautiful, gorgeous theatres just sitting there. And yeah. um, so we did one tour and I, we hit like most counties. We were two or three different places every weekend on the January and February. And, um, that was a really big change you know, from a live venue into a theatre where everything is just completely silent. Yeah. And you walk out and you're like, hello. <laughs> and like, is there anyone out there? You know, it, it, compared to a live venue where, where you come out and, and they're talking to you on the way out and it's, yeah. it's very interactive. Um, so I learned so much from that as, as well as from Sharon herself by her her composure and ability and stamina like wow and and just so friendly and um kind and then um uh just last year i started to collaborate with mick um and we started working on a co-write and then in the middle of that he also wrote this song baby talk and i did the vocals on that um and he's been such an amazing person to have uh, musically um over the last while because we, we just finished an album which is great and yeah. I'm, I'm really really like it and it's, uh, it's a lovely collection of songs but he also does co-writes with me still and he'll take songs that aren't finished or like ones that were half ideas that are just kind of stuck there and yeah. I might have written them off and I'll go what do you think of this and he might throw an extra verse onto it or a few lines or um, he put a chorus onto a song I just released a few days ago. Um, almost. Yes, yeah, it was called yeah. Almost, and I that was a half baked idea kind of thing. And um, he just sent it back and was like, "What about this uh, for the chorus?" <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Let's use that now. And um, it's amazing because I never did that before. It was always sit down and be in your own in a dark room with a notepad wait till you're feeling adequately miserable <laughs> and then um and make it's like it's like a process of sure you can do it over a cup of tea on a tuesday you, yeah. you don't need to you don't need to feel this way or that way or wait for the stars to align and that feeling to take you just just do it and send it on and um so it's gotten me into a whole new uh mentality with it all so yeah i'm so grateful to them forward to hearing the new release tonight as well from almost oh yes 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 i've, I've uh it'd be like breaking the waves <laughs> i have to get uh, used to playing it now um because you know without gigs it was all created behind the scenes and it was all it made we made it in hotel doolan um really yeah i've been there as an artist in residency so um it's great, and so I recorded, yeah, recorded the vocals there, oh, sent cool. them to Australia, to Zach Barter, and it just all came together remotely. Yeah. Which is, uh, it's cool. Yeah, it shows how you've adapted as well through this whole situation of COVID-19. Yeah, I mean, yeah. everybody has. Yeah. You know, look at here, they've, they've extended the place, um, bars, people pivoting in every kind of way. Yeah. Uh, it's cool, I think. Mm. Um, we've all started to explore new sites, maybe. Yeah. Well, a lot of people have. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. 
and I suppose with your kind of adaptions and things, how else do you think has COVID-19 hit the Irish music scene? Oh, it's it's uh, endless. I um, On the way down here, I listened to a podcast. Uh, Mark Graham has a, an Irish music industry podcast and he has been talking about and he is he's been talking to a lot of people over the phone since this and i I mean the the range of topics that he's covering uh about how how people have had to change and pivot uh is 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 as long as my arm um i wouldn't even attempt to cover that myself like cover but from where i'm standing and sitting it's changed uh, it's changed like the live streams are turning I think they're going to change how music is created mm. because people will be listening to it in a different way um, maybe audio visual will become kind of important again for a little while the video was kind of fizzling a bit yeah. maybe that's just in my mind um, and yeah, it's interesting. Like people do pay for paid streams. Uh, I've noticed everybody has upped their production level. Yeah. Um, things Dreamy. are getting yeah, <laughs> yeah. Things are getting really slick, um, and people are listening to themselves back a lot more. So it's becoming this mirrored situation of the music we're making, rather than playing all these live gigs and never really hearing what you what you've done. Yeah. And I think that has a, a lot of uh, positive things as as well as negative um but music will probably change to to a little bit to uh, accompany that as well as i'm really excited to see what comes out yeah like next year next year is going to be just booming in ireland with music yeah it's going to be insane the pre- like the pressure the the the, the the sadness, the emotions, the, you know, um, the technology that we have available to us. It's, yeah. I'm excited to see what happens, you know. Mm, me too. Well, back to the lighter stuff. Mm. Um, when the 30th anniversary came around for the Joshua Tree, you decided to take on the cover of Exit you, from U2. Oh, yes. What was that like? I mean, Bono even commented back. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, jeez, that's like mad i um i did the exit video uh with mark with a friend of mine mark shortall who is uh plays guitar with brian Deedy. um mark lived in my estate i was living in dublin at the time and i couldn't afford to live in the city center mm. and i went i, I moved to swords and i kind of thought oh god uh, like it takes an hour and a half to get into the city center where will I find music in my life from day to day? Um, and then I went to this open mic night, which was called the Chandelier Sessions, and I bumped into this dude playing double bass with mad curly hair. And I was like, we should play. Let's definitely play. And he was like, yeah, yeah, sure. He, um, and he said, where are you living? And I said, Broadmeadows. And, and, and it turns out we were, we were both in literally the same area. Two neighbours. Um, literally <laughs> yeah. six doors down. And um, so... Yeah, we just started uh, to jam together, and when that came around, we just said like, let's strip it all back, and just you you do a little bit of your guitar electric, but I'll just play it on the acoustic, and just keep it really really minimal. And yeah. um, 
people seem to like it so that was nice yeah and I suppose covering you two some have you any other covers in your mind that you'd love to do or that you have done that you love um, I used to do loads of covers I used to have about uh, I, I used to do summers in Cyprus where I'd play three hours a night um, on my own with a guitar and I used to play a different set every second night so there used to be about six hours of of covers in my head <laughs> and now there's about four that I play um, What's it's your not favorite? like riding a bicycle <laughs> definitely not um, so I do love play them from time to time but it's really nice to kind of embrace lesser well-known songs now Um, there's nothing that I am mad to play but every now and then I I definitely do take a notion I did a couple of Christmas songs this year um, for events and different uh, things so they were covers you know that was that's about as (laughs) covery what's next for Sun you mean you mentioned you have an upcoming album yeah so uh, releasing an album in the new year uh, that's a duet album with Mick and um, after that I'm just writing tunes I'm in Hotel Doolin uh, trying to do some sea swimming <laughs> uh, six very successful some days other days I chicken out uh, jumping off the pier it's really good there's no time to think about it and um, I think I'm like picking apart my process and putting it back together and so I'm writing stuff there's definitely new material in the pipeline but um, for the first time ever I'm not as concerned about apart from with the album that's definitely got a strategy yeah and everything else with myself I'm just like can I get good food and yeah. get my get my feet in the water in the Atlantic as much as possible yeah. <laughs> that, that's what's next and, and a gig in my place exactly <laughs> Can you remember your first time in Mike the Pipe? The first time was the first time the thumb. Yes, it was. No. Um, the thumb. What about the thumb? <laughs> was the first. Okay, so I don't know if the lads are there. It was the first time I was in Mike the Pipe. The thumb. Yeah. Aiden's over here. I'm allowed it. It was the thumb. Right. So. <laughs> it's never been the same since. Uh, I was supporting, doing a sports slot. I came down to do loads of support slots here and then uh, for Ham Sandwich and Ryan Sherrod and Mark Geary and then Aidan was like, it's time to do your own. But anyway, on the first night, brought in my stuff, set up the stage, walked outside to get something, you know, forgot a capo or something. And then I slammed my car door on my thumb uh, and it closed too. Um, the nail just it was a nail job it was you know I didn't break it so but blood screaming ah <laughs> then I came back inside with my thumb just up I was like Aiden and uh, he's like what's wrong with you and I said I need whiskey and he, um, but I did the gig uh, we um, you did and you nailed it <laughs> oh it was, it was I, I think the Jemison carried me through um I was out the back and I said it to the guys. I think I wanted to tell everyone in case it was terrible. But the lads from Ham Sandwich bandaged it up. So we were calling it the Ham Sandwich bandage. And then we put the plectrum inside the the, the bandage. And I tried to use that. But oh. yeah, but it, the gig was fine. The adrenaline kicked in and it was grand. But I was, I was in a lot of pain. But anyway, it was... Um, and then I lost the nail and uh, it, was, it, was, it was my... 
rock and roll story. Yeah. God, I need more rock and roll stories. See, the gig <laughs> that you'll never forget anyway. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And what else do you love about performing in Mike the Pipe? Ah, it's just class. Everyone's really friendly down here. And um, every time come in, Aiden's like, ah, oh, sure, you're back home now. It's it's like a stomping ground, really. And it's, it's uh, yeah, there's always a lovely vibe here. And every time there's there's new stories there's new there's new bits and bobs to be new chats and laughs so yeah yeah i'll keep coming down until they kick me out anyway that's all right that <laughs> won't happen anytime soon <laughs> so i suppose if you had to perform anywhere in the world where would you rather be i'd rather be in mike the pies so uh thank you very much to everyone all the collective at mike the pies uh, for playing the music flying the flag no one else in particular. <laughs> Just Aiden, no one else. <laughs> and all the lads on camera, you were class. <laughs> and lights. <laughs> I suppose the sound was good. <laughs> Every other day, there's a new way to portray the same old web of beliefs. pictures and plastic and products fantastic and all the things I need I am refreshing the page for the fifth time put it down put the damn thing down I've become a Searching from behind the screen It might seem Everything online is intertwined Between Self-esteem And self-perception We get a rush of dopamine If random gets a mention That's them notifications Digital dissociation Mind motivation That's all the implications So paint a vivid picture Of how we're living Our heads and our screens But we're trying to make a difference Driving confidence to competence Rhyming words with no slurs That we were sheep We're the opposites Yeah, the education system Something I got a problem with I'm trying to make some money It gets taxed right off the top of it No stopping it So I'll make the music For the love of it We popping it These trees giving us the air We be chopping it Giving the life giver A slight simmer We might never get a chance To plan the back But man, we're planning that It's time for an open conversation Is this one for you? See, it's our creation I'm patient But there's no time for waiting You want something, man You gotta go and claim it Don't be aimless, man You gotta be shameless I wanna be the inspiration for the Rome alone or the abandoned home. Stand tall on your own, man. It's time to be the outlier with the zone now. Stand tall on your own now. It's time to be the out, be the outlier with the zone now. I'ma stand tall on my own now. It's time to be the out, be the outlier with the zone now. I'ma stand tall on my own now. Time to be the out, be the outlier with the. Yeah, searching behind, become a freak. Yeah. Searching behind, become a freak. Yeah. Searching behind, become a freak. Yeah. Searching behind, become a freak. And hits from the yeah. dopamine every time that I spot that I become a freak. And I pop the effects on my brain with the short term
Backstage at Mike the Pies was produced and presented by Megan O'Donoghue for Hot Press Podcasts.